It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Thanks for listening. GuyBensonShow.com. Well, there's a lot to get to from this past weekend. Producer Christine was very curious about a boat parade that I attended. I believe it was Friday night on the eastern shore of Maryland. You saw some of my Instagram stories at Guy P. Benson on Instagram, I will note. If you want to follow me personally, Guy P. Benson, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow the show, at Guy Benson Show. Instagram and Twitter. But on my personal account, Guy P. Benson, I posted a few images and videos of the boat parade, Christmas boat parade, which is exactly what it sounds like. I mean, I don't know what the what the mystery here is exactly. You just had some boats where they decked them all out in Christmas cheer and Christmas themes, and they sort of puttered around a little harbor in Maryland, and people gathered and waved and had some drinks in some cases and Shouted Merry Christmas, and it was it was very sweet. And one boat had antlers. Another boat had icicles and snowflakes that would light up. One boat was being chased by Jaws, but like a Christmas Jaws. There were boats with full Christmas trees on them. It was great. It was a cool tradition that I'd never been a part of, but I enjoyed it. I feel like, was this something that appealed to you, Christine? Uh, you, you seemed curious, but I think... The parade kind of spoke for itself. I think you answered my questions. I had never really heard about a boat parade before. Um, I would like to go on a boat parade. Now, let me ask you something. Were the Was the decor tacky to you or was it your aesthetic? I mean, I think it was a mix, but I think that this was a one day or one evening event. So if you want to go a little crazy, a little over the top, a little ridiculous, that's fine because it's not permanently on your residence for a month or in in your case, like an entire quarter of the year. I think like for one night only, it was perfectly charming. Some of them were blasting Christmas music from the boats. I may or may not have had a cocktail because there was this bar right on the harbor. I think you would have very much liked it. Sign Even, me up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is up your alley. Uh, Christmas lights, Christmas music, and booze. Now, speaking of that, Christine, you had to text me over the weekend about a new rule in your household involving your daughter, Megan. What happened? Oh, so I'm sorry to let you know this, but Megan is now banned from listen, listening. Well, not to the whole Guy Benson show, but she is certainly banned from listening to Bonus Benson. On the weekends, and she will no longer. And the home stretch, this segment right now. Yep, she will no longer be listening to the home stretch. She likes to hear it when we're in the car on the weekends because she wants to hear mommy. And then last week, she couldn't believe she got to hear daddy. So she loves to hear it. But, uh, and we had questions. You know, she did ask me what an alcoholic is, and mommy, why does he call you a psychopath? Once she asked me, is that my uncle? I said, no, no, (laughs) that is not your uncle. 
No, that's my best friend, Guy. She's probably very confused about all of your comments regarding, quote, our wedding. There's probably a lot of very confusing things for an eight-year-old girl listening where we, on a regular basis, joke that her mom is like a completely out-of-control, nutty, heavy drinker, right? I, I feel like that would be an obvious no when it comes to the eight-year-old daughter because perhaps that humor would be lost on a child who, you know, kids tend to take things literally. I was surprised that you were letting her listen to the home stretch. We encourage the home stretch listenership for every single person in America except for little Megan. That would be my guidance. Well, thank you. I'm now going to take your guidance because on our way to breakfast with Santa Saturday morning at the <laughs> Catholic school Megan goes to, <laughs> we may have been listening to a little bonus Benson. She may have heard Guy singing about stumbling around the Christmas tree. Yes, it was it was my version of rocking around the Christmas tree, but it was about you. Do we want to remind people of the song? I mean, by Stumbling all means. around the Christmas tree, it's a super drunk cookie. Right, that was the song. Yes. You thought it was sloshing around the Christmas tree, which is a good, that's maybe the second verse. Well, I, I, When we get to the second verse, it could be sloshing. Yeah, I mean, you've said sloshing around before when you I have. described that's it. That's true. So we get and to- And also, sloshing sounds closer to rockin', so- that might actually be the better lyric. I'm glad that you helped me improve this song about you. Please, continue. We're going to pitch this to Fox Nation, aren't we? I I have no idea what that pitch would possibly look like, and I would like to keep my job. So maybe not. So let's, let's put that on Wyatt. Wyatt can write that up and see what he comes up with. But uh, I keep interrupting you. So Megan heard that. Okay. Yes. Now we are at uh, having pancakes with Santa. And Megan is, you know, running around with some of the kids. And all of a sudden I hear, Emily, Emily, stumbling around the Christmas tree. And I had to stop her. And I said, Megan, no, 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 no. That's not, we don't talk to the other kids. No, because how are you? And then I hear, my mommy's on the radio. And I said, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to talk about any of this right now. Let's just focus The other parents are like, I mean, she failed so miserably as a class parent, but maybe there is a real problem here. What was this? Did you hear about this stumbling around the Christmas tree song? Apparently it's so bad they're talking about it on the radio. I have to tell you I could imagine this becoming like a big community game of telephone. All about cookie. I did go up to the class mom who ran the Santa breakfast. Like she is what you call a go-getter. I mean, she does everything. So I went up to her and I said, oh, you know, you put on such a great, you know, breakfast. I would love to help next year. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you, can, you know, and then she goes, well, you know, it's like the Knights of Columbus. You don't we don't really need a ton of volunteers. Yeah, it's like a little pat on the head. Thank you, though, because they probably have a photo of you in the like the guidebook that comes with class parenting and they get the binder of instructions. There's a photo. Do not enlist this woman for help. She is unreliable. She told me to sign the thank you card on on the main desk. And that was about it. (laughs) I think that was the extent of, of what you were able to actually accomplish. By the way, before I forget, I have to say, because you texted me about the uh, Christmas tree song incident. There was also a text chain ongoing throughout the weekend among the team because you spent, was it yesterday, part of yesterday at the Big Apple Circus? And you're like, oh, I'm at the circus. And you had a photo of the tent or whatever. 
And Quiet Wyatt, out of nowhere, comes in and just drops a bomb on producer Christine. Quiet Wyatt, what did you say about the circus photograph? I said, oh, is that why you're selling your house? (laughs) Brutal. Just brutal. She's joining the circus. She's leaving us to join the circus. We all know she'd be a clown. I mean, maybe Carnival Barker. I don't know. But that was a good joke. But you you apologized quickly for the joke. You backed away from your own joke. I was like, wow, I'm impressed. And then you apologized. I, I thought it was I thought it was a great joke, but I also wanted to respect Christine and I had to apologize. So. It was a good joke. Christine, were you upset? Listen, I always appreciate a good joke, so of course I can laugh at it. But I did tell Wyatt later that uh, we have to limit the amount of time that he does spend with you because I feel like you're rubbing off on him. And I don't don't need two of you. mm, You got the wrong culprit here. I think it was his recent time spent with Maxie and your husband, Bobby. That's where he's getting the roasting of Christine instincts. I'm not sure, but listen, less Guy Benson, less, you know, socialing, more Wall Street Journal and Sunrises, Wyatt. Uh, That's the Wyatt I like and need in my life. Yeah, she's like, a little quieter, please, quiet Wyatt. So he did make the joke about you selling the house, which reminds me, you had your open house this weekend, right? Two days. How did it go? I mean, it was successful in the fact that we had so many people coming. We had, you know, three or four private showings before and after. Oh, there was a line, like a line to get into our home, but um, it is now almost 6 p.m. on Monday. I have not heard of one offer, so I'm a little surprised by that, but then some people say, you know, you got to give it time. You know, it just yeah, happened. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's a life it just decision. Happened. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, no offers yet, but uh, that doesn't mean no offers. And I also have to restrain myself from listening in. You know, we have cameras inside the home and you can listen in. So I would like take a peek and listen in. But then you hear. But you have cameras inside your house? Yeah, of course. We have external, like exterior cameras. Oh, I know. You have them inside? Yes, because we want to, don't forget, we're all out of the house all day for hours at a time. We want to make sure Rosie's okay and then, you know, just. Okay. We just a little uh, elf on the shelf with ears, apparently. Uh, so, oh, so you can actually spy on the prospective buyers. Yeah, and you can listen to them and their critiques of my home, which is no bueno. I mean, wait, did you actually spy on them? Yeah, of course I did. Wait, am I? <laughs> hold on, before I say yes to that, am I allowed to do that? Is that? Legal? I think it's probably legal. I think it's a terrible idea, though, because. You love your house. You think it's a great house. And any little criticism anyone might have, especially you, Christine, would take it super personally. You could end up with a grudge and getting maybe taking things the wrong way. Am I sensing what happened here? Are you in a bad mood, perhaps, because you heard some people saying things about your home that you don't agree with? You know, I listen, I'm not angry about the people that said, like, you know, the bedrooms are too small or something like that. But, like, the decor criticism is definitely not necessary when I know I've decorated that house very, very nicely. So they could keep their comments to themselves. And, like, I don't want them to have my house then. That's fine. Well, they, they might be listeners to Bonus Benson, honestly, given how we discuss your uh, choices, let's say, when it comes to interior design. 
So maybe, maybe in fact, people, you're just getting some real-time feedback from America who just agree with me. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I'd never been invited to your house. But so you were like, you were just taking this personally. Were you taking mental notes and names? Like, well, if they offer, then too bad because they didn't like my indoor inflatables or whatever. I don't have indoor ones. I have the outdoor ones. But uh, there was one woman who was like, just like so nasty about everything in the house. And then she's like flailing her arms and she's like, this isn't my house. I said, well, if it's not your house, then get out. Okay. Don't worry about it. Go find another home. I was getting so angry. Do you have a little speaker? Do you have like an intercom where you can, you can then talk back I to can, them? I like, can, Bobby. Then get out. You where can. did that voice come from? You can, and I could have. I didn't. Uh, Bobby also deleted the app on my phone yesterday, so I, I couldn't look at it anymore because I was becoming obsessed. So he just deleted the whole thing. I think that is probably smart. I think you probably shouldn't have listened because it's going to be in your head now. Was there any helpful feedback that might actually help you sell the house? Like, oh, if it were priced at X, then we'd offer. Or was, were you just no, focused on lady, you know, the baubles? Some lady was like, oh, my gosh, this house is pre- priced way too high for the amount of work I would have to do to fix it. So um, like, now get out. <laughs> Bobby would have killed me. So I don't know why your voice is so deep in this, but <laughs> I don't know it, it makes it funnier to me. That's not my reporting voice, just so you know. No, oh, I know you wouldn't know. You week. wouldn't know because you don't let me report. Well, we I think you did an impression of yourself reporting with the uh, chopper in the background, which my dad thought was funny, but he's like, but she, it was not a traffic report, so I don't know why there was a helicopter. I said that exactly. So, yes, the house is still ours. Um... No offers have been made. For now. For, for now. now. But a lot of foot traffic, a lot of interest. A so lot. line out the door. So, you know, let's just, let's see what happens over the next couple of days. And if by the end of the week, still nothing, then we can have you back on and you can sort of have a, a panic therapy session here. And we can talk through some, maybe some tips, some real estate tips. Ooh, maybe we can get like a real estate expert on the show. Well, we're going to have cookie. We're going to have plenty to talk about because I just told you what happened to my daughter's school. We can we could dive into that tomorrow. Yeah, we heard about that during the break. We don't have time for it now. But yes, I have thoughts on that as well. So stay tuned. There's a little tease for the Tuesday edition of the Guy Benson show coming up. Same time, same place tomorrow. See you on special report tonight with Brett Bayer, Juan Williams, Britt Hume. That's all coming up on Fox News Channel. Then back here on the radio. We will talk to you then. Have a great night. Homestretch on the Guy Benson Show, GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast always free on demand after the show every day. Well, producer Christine is working from home today for a reason that is pretty, I would say amazing, but it's not really that amazing or shocking or surprising. It is still frustrating. Christine, we will get to that reason in a moment, but first, you are working from home inside a home that may not be yours for much longer. Yesterday, you were bemoaning the fact that after two apparently successful open houses over the weekend, as you're trying to sell your house, you had no offers in hand. And then rumor has it that changed overnight and might change again. So, yes, we got an offer this morning that was pretty respectful and respectable. And we will be getting another offer later on that apparently is going to be even better so we're in, we're in the right, on the right path. We just, this could go fast. 
Yeah, no, I think you're going to have, it sounds like, two offers in hand by the end of the day. And you can potentially play those offers against each other. And I know you were telling me earlier that the first one that came in is above asking price and waives some big contingencies. And those contingencies, if you've ever bought or sold a condo or a house, you know that you can often be sort of on pins and needles if you're waiting for this thing to come through or that evaluation to come through or this inspection to clear or what have you. If there are buyers willing to say, never mind with that, that really sweetens the pot. That really sweetens the offer, I think, because a lot of the potential pitfalls or obstacles in the future are gone right out of the gate. That's what my real estate agent said. She said it's very, very rare. She she doesn't get this often. She also said that these people are putting a substantial amount of money down. It's not like just the normal 10 or 20 percent, So, which would make it quicker with the bank because they're not yep. going to be taking out like rock solid financing. Right. So she said it's not the number that Bobby and I wanted. It's pretty close, but it's not the number we wanted. But she said you have to take these things into account. You know, we never sold a house before. So, you know, immediately Bobby and I were like, oh, pass. No, thanks. We don't want that. And she's like, no, no, no. You got to listen to me. (laughs) She's like, so she's explaining more and more. And then, of course, I called Judgy Joyce because Judgy Joyce knows everything. And she thought it was phenomenal. So she said, don't just discount it right away. Well, I mean, Um, I'm sort of amazed that you are discounting it because it's above asking with multiple contingencies waived. That's almost an ideal offer. I mean, it's it could be a little better, maybe a little bit richer, maybe, you know, uh, cash or something like that. But as far as offers go, that's pretty great. And look, if this next offer that you're expecting sometime this evening, if that comes in and it's relatively generous, you can always come back to the first couple or the first potential buyers, whoever it is, and say, look, we have another offer. It's a little bit higher. Would you be willing to get to X, which is the number that you have in your head that would then be acceptable? And then you've kind of got the best of all worlds, depending on what this offer is tonight. Like, are you nervous? Or are you excited about tonight? I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I did have to call the apartment building already just to confirm that there are avail- like there's availability starting January 1st because oh, like the, the place that you would move. Yeah, because the one that's coming in tonight, uh, they're living in a hotel as of right now. Oh, so that is what they- we call a motivated, motivated buyer. Yeah, well, we had put down we didn't want, you know, anybody coming to look at this house during the week. We said weekends only, and the realtor begged my realtor to get in here this week as soon as tomorrow. Uh, you know, like, this was, this is pretty big. So, and then she said she really, truly believes there's going to be more offers. She was shocked there wasn't any yesterday. So, it could be, it could be a pretty quick thing. Luckily, I did the place that we possibly would move into. They are ready, and they have plenty of apartments ready to go. So we're good on that end. All right. Well, the big scheme, it's underway. It's exciting, but it's like, it sounds like it's happening. And you know, you know what this means for you and I, right? I have no idea, and now I'm scared. So one of the plans that uh, my husband and I have is to go partners on a house up uh, near your vacation spot. 
So, like, we could coordinate vacation time and coordinate, like, work dates and stuff. And, you know, we could plan everything together. Hmm. That is, that sounds like something that I will take under advisement. Why don't you give me your dates in advance and then I'll plan my dates around that? Or or in conjunction with, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how I would go one way or the other. But I feel like it's important for at least one of us to be here you know, holding the fort down when the other one is on vacation because because of, of the show. You know, continuity. That's that's I think the good excuse that I'll give. Well, I mean, if I ever get to actually leave my home and when my daughter is not quarantined, maybe we we could do that. Yes. So that brings us back to what we said at the very top of the segment. You are working from home because your daughter now cannot be at school because they've sent a bunch of kids. Have they have they closed the school completely? So I thought they had closed the school completely. Apparently, the bunch of kids was all in one grade, which was my daughter's grade. So the entire third grade is not allowed in the school, which is crazy to me. Like Because there have been some, some exposures, some positive tests. You said one of the teachers came to school sick and told the kids they were sick, and then it turned out it was COVID? Yeah, the teacher, gosh, I hope people don't listen from that school. The teacher uh, was coughing and sneezing and even told the kids, you guys got to behave, you know, because I don't feel well today. And then Megan said after lunch, uh, the teacher was gone. And I was like, livid. And it's so sweet. Kids are just so innocent. You know what Megan said to me? She goes, Mommy, don't be mad. Like, how nice of her to come. And she still wanted to teach us, even though she didn't feel well. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's like so sweet and innocent. Like she doesn't understand how that is a very nice really way of framing it. But I feel like if you're in the middle of a covid pandemic and you've got some of the symptoms of that virus, don't show up to work when you're exhibiting the symptoms or at least go get a test first. And now you've got a whole grade at home, even though these kids are what, eight, nine years old, they're going to be fine, even if they get COVID. But now there's all these disruptions for parents. Well, I know you called the parents. Yeah, Bobby had to leave work, what, early yesterday. You were briefly in a panic because you had missed multiple calls from him. And they gave you guys, this blows me away. They gave you guys an hour like, oh, school's canceled. Your kids are in the auditorium. You've got an hour to come get them in the middle of the workday. Like people have jobs. What my husband didn't understand was Megan was one of the second to last kids waiting. He goes, how did these people get here? Like, do they not work? Like, what is happening? And um, but he did get there in time because they they put them in a separate area, the whole grade. So they were not with the school. Um, and nobody was really seemed to be apologetic. My husband did write a very strong worded email this morning saying how irresponsible this is, how unfair it is to the parents. And um, we can't send her back until her PCR test comes. And, you know, that's 28 to 40, 24 to 48 hours. So we're waiting. We did give her one of those at home rapid tests and she was negative. So my husband did email that and say, can this be enough? Can we get her, you know, back? And I, I don't think they, they want them back for the, I think their goal is 
to say just keep them home for the rest of the week. So luckily, Judgy Joyce, well, if, it, we if have it's hang on, if it's go. for the rest of the week, Christine, then we're getting awfully close to Christmas. Like this could be the situation where they're like, actually, out of an abundance of caution, no school until after the holidays like that might be coming, honestly. And everyone knows the last few days before Christmas, no one gets anything done in schools, like especially at that age. It's just parties and class gatherings and Christmas stuff and cookies. I would not be surprised if they try to push this thing off. I think you're right. Dan and I were actually speaking about this. Dan brought this up yesterday because don't forget, my daughter goes to a private school. Their Christmas break starts next Monday. So this was the last week before until the new year. So this makes sense completely that they will just tell them, you know, just hang tight, stay home. We did this happen last year. Remember right before Easter, Megan was Mm -hmm. out of school for 21 days, 21 days. No, it's wild. And you say it makes sense. It doesn't really make sense scientifically or for the well-being of kids, but it makes sense in terms of some of the mentality here that's going around. And we opened the show on this exact subject earlier. The one thing that I have to say that I am genuinely surprised by in all of this is the fact that you are not losing your mind, right? When Bobby was texting you and calling you and all this stuff, you sounded worried. And then there are some kids who are positive at the school and the teacher was positive in Megan's classroom and all this stuff. And now you're working from home and blah, blah, blah. I was expecting to get a text from Bobby earlier saying that, Cookie just went up to the roof of the house and set herself on fire and jumped, right? That would be your very calm, level-headed response to this, typically. And yet, you're like very laissez-faire, you know, it is what it is, shrug, move on. Like, are you okay? This this is very unlike you. Uh, Listen, I'm okay. There has been no mama's juice taken. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but Bobby said maybe we can cancel the therapist going forward. Maybe I'm cured (laughs) because the anxiety has really, I I think he was more anxious than I was. I just, the thing is, guy, I know it sounds crazy, but I actually do listen to you when I really wasn't worried when it came to Megan, even if she did test positive, I wasn't that worried because I knew the science behind this. I listened to the doctors that we have that I book and it just did. It didn't scare me the way that it, it, you know, it should have with, you know, it's it's taken you more than a year and a half, but I'm glad that it's breaking through that. You know, that even if Megan gets that test that comes back and she's positive for whatever reason, she's eight and she's going to be fine. And that's a lesson that you have internalized, which makes me very happy. And isn't it nice to know data and know science and not have a panic freak out? It seems like good progress and, and good mental health. I know. It's, I mean, I, I, for, at the very least, I will note this to my therapist and say, hey, something's happening here. Yeah, this is a breakthrough. We've had a breakthrough right here. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, you've got the you've got the on. breakthrough. Sure. You've got these offers coming in on your house. This is a pretty momentous week, which means something bad is about to happen. I don't know what it is. Oh, this is you know. Oh, see, there's that there's that uh, thinking she tells me to steer clear from catastrophic right. thinking. She says I have. That yeah. is so. that sounds right to me. <laughs> well, let's not catastrophize. <laughs> let's in fact leave 
this segment on a high note because we're out of time and we've got good vibes. So let's just keep them rolling into the Wednesday edition tomorrow on The Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place here on the radio. Look forward to talking to all of you then. Have a great night. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. If you're listening on the broadcast of the home stretch, I'll remind you, of course, that the entire program available on demand, the podcast, GuyBensonShow.com, the song that you were just hearing as a bumper song on the live broadcast, Holly Jolly Christmas, my best friend Mary Catherine Ham just had a baby a few weeks ago, and her name is Holly, and their Christmas cart is so cute, it's a photo of Holly, and they're holding up a little piece of Holly and she's wearing a red hat, so it looks like she almost is Holly. And then it's wishing everyone a Holly Jolly Christmas. Amazing. She was over at the house. We had Mary Catherine, her husband, over last night. Steve, we believe in Steve. Steve's very good at household tasks and chores, sort of DIY projects. I am very bad at those things. Adam's good at them, but he needs help. So we had a few things that we needed to get done, and Steve is like, Johnny on the spot, total Boy Scout, so good at it. And Mary Catherine and I supervised, let's put it that way, while having perhaps a glass of wine. And Holly, of course, was there with them. And it was very fun to see my dog, Roy, trying to figure out what Holly is. Because you could tell this is a living creature of some sort, very small, smaller even than him, but not really a dog making some interesting sounds. What is this? He was very intrigued. He was very curious. And when she was sitting in her little car seat, he would go up and put his nose almost directly onto her nose, just staring at Holly. And he was never going to do anything. His little tail was wagging very tentatively. He's like, I like this situation, but I'm not sure what's happening. It was very, very cute. In any case, as we are back, we had some good news last evening for producer Christine, we mentioned how her daughter was pulled out of school. The whole grade was dismissed because of some COVID cases, including from the teacher who I guess showed up to class sick and told all the students, I'm sick, behave well, and then had to go home because they tested positive for COVID. Well, Megan got tested and tested negative. Even if she had it, we know that little kids are fine, but she tested negative. And so Christine what, you called up the school saying, my daughter has a negative test. You've got to take her. Like, we've got work. Figure it out. How did that's, that go? No, that's exactly what I did. Uh, Bobby emailed. I mean, Bobby had sent a couple of emails that weren't so pleasant in the past uh, 48 hours. And then once we got the PCR back, we uh, emailed it to them. I downloaded it on my phone along with the um, negative rapid test that we had done. And I said, Megan, put your uniform on. We're going to school. And she's like, uh, I don't, I don't think my teacher's there. I said, oh, the teacher better not be there. And right. she said, well, what, what am I going to do if other people aren't there? I said, they'll figure it out. I said, this is their job. So reluctantly, she put on her little uniform. She brushed her hair. She looked at me and she said, literally, she said, here goes nothing. <laughs> she got into the car. Amazing. She is wise beyond her oh, years. Oh, the things that come out of her mouth. I mean, she is eight. I say eight going on 18. Honestly, she's more mature than I am. She really, truly is. Oh, well, I mean, that's absolutely true. And in fact, we have some further evidence of that that you were also telling us earlier. So 
where we left off yesterday in your real estate saga, because you had this big scheme, this big plan. You're going to sell the house for a big profit, move into an apartment, and then wait for the market to cool off and then get a house down the road. This was your plan. I, I may or may not have on the air mentioned that there were some potential holes in the plan, but you were absolutely determined to do it. And you had a real estate agent come to your house without your husband's knowledge, and he heard about it on the show. So he put an end to that. But then you wore him down. You convinced him. The house is now on the market. So you got an offer yesterday after a lot of foot traffic through the house in an open house Saturday and then again Sunday. You got an offer. Sounded like a pretty good offer, but not good enough, I guess, from your perspective. Second offer was supposed to be forthcoming. Apparently, that did not materialize. So you've got this one offer at the moment. More might be coming. But you're telling me now that you're having second thoughts about the entire thing. I feel like I'm a mental basket case right now. I'm not really sure what I did, what I put my family through. And my poor husband, I'm driving him nuts because every hour I think, all right, let's just pull it off the market. Forget it. This isn't going to work. And then I then he'll say to me, all right, are you sure? And I go, no, what are you talking about? He literally just to me, you told me an hour ago you did not want to do this. And I said, I was just saying that. I didn't mean it. So he said, please put disclaimers of what I really mean and don't mean. But I feel by 10 years in, he should know that I'm just, you know, spiraling. Is, uh-huh. this, is this all ramble? I don't know. I don't even know if I should talk no. about this because I feel like crazy. I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm going to give you... Without saying numbers, I'm going to lay it all out there, and I want to know what to do. You're going to tell me what to do, and this time I'm actually going to listen. Well, I, I want I someone mean, to yes. tell me what to do. Good luck with that, because I've already offered you some advice, and you seem to do the opposite thing. So maybe I should tell you the opposite of what I think you should do, and then you'll do what I actually think you should do. No, that's just going to confuse me. Come on. Okay. <laughs> you so know what, that. What, what's, what's the scenario? Okay, ready? This is it. We put the house on the market. I built up in my head and had friends, not professionals, but friends say, oh my gosh, this is going to go into such a bidding war. You're going to get such an amazing price. I can't believe it. Like da, 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 da. So we did have a very, very successful um, open house. But unfortunately, the offers did not come in. So this bidding war that I built in my head of thinking hundreds of thousand dollars over what we actually bought the house for is not really working in my, it's not working. It it didn't happen. So we did get a very, very solid offer. We countered back. They pretty much said, we could figure this out. We could, what you want, we can get to you. And it is the number that Bobby and I had said from day one, we would only, we wouldn't take anything less than that. So we hit our number, which is a very, very big number over what we bought our house for 10 years ago. And they have offered to waive home inspection and appraisal, which apparently right. You so and this I spoke is this about. is the one that we yes. talked about yesterday. Yes. So so the big the big contingencies, at least a few of them are gone. Yep. They already gave you just if I'm understanding this correctly, they already had offered above your list price. Yes. And yes. then you countered even higher, Correct. and they said yes. Yes. And it wasn't an astronomical uh, amount that we countered. We countered to what we had said we would sell for. You okay. Know, like what we would. Uh, so what's the problem here? You're just upset know. that I, there's not a big bidding Yes, there? I thought it was going to go for even more. I had this in my mind. So, like, do we take this and say, you know, because, like, my realtor just texted me and she's like, honey, you got to look at the market. You know, your house is a colonial in northern Jersey. 
you know, the bedrooms are not huge. Your bathroom is not huge. And that is the major feedback she is getting is mm-hmm. that for the price is it's not really that big. Okay, so here's here's my general thought. And again, I'm not your real estate agent. I'm not you. But you are I'm a therapist. Bobby. I am in my own way an unlicensed, uncompensated therapist. And I would say overall, this whole scheme of leaving a house, going to an apartment, hoping that the market cools off, then getting a bigger house down the road at some point, I have been skeptical of that entire plan from the beginning. Why didn't you and say so? I, I did. When? And Wyatt, Wyatt is nodding because he remembers it because I said it on the air. No, you never said that. Yes, I did. Oh, I absolutely did. The first time that you were going to surprise your husband with a real estate agent, I was like, this sounds like another cookie scheme. Remember, we're going to do racehorses. You're going to you have all sorts of get rich quick schemes. This was the latest one. I was like, all right, you know, then you actually move forward and you put it on the market. So it's just a gut check time. Here's the reality. If you believe that is the right plan for your family and you are happy moving to these apartments and you're happy waiting there for a while and you want to move forward and get a forever house a few years from now and just hope that the timing and the market and all of that works out, if that is your still your position, like the, the plan itself has not changed in terms of the way that you're approaching everything, the way you're hoping it'll play out then to me it would be very foolish and ridiculous to reject an offer in hand that is an extremely attractive offer that waives multiple contingencies, that has strong financing, that was already above your asking price, and then they came up even further to meet the number that you had in your head. You have literally achieved what you wanted to do. And to derail all of that and put the house back off the market and abandon the entire plan just because you're kind of sad that there wasn't some, you know, feeding frenzy of sharks outbidding each other and the number going up and up and up. I think that would be short-sighted and greedy. And I think you should just stick with the plan. You've got what you wanted and pull the trigger. Or if that's not enough, then maybe you're telling yourself that the whole plan to begin with wasn't something you were actually sold on. But if you're sold on the plan, stay the course, accept the offer, and do the thing. I actually think I'm going to follow through on this. I mean, I just Which hear, way? just no, actually your advice, just hearing you, Dan, what did I just say to you? He, he, he makes, you can go, Dan, he makes sense. Yeah, it was very surprising to hear that. <laughs> so <laughs> I would roll with that. And Dan has been witnessing for the past hour a spiral. Yeah, I was like, are you okay to talk about this? You seem a little stressed out right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, it's, look, unless you are having a massive crisis of confidence, you don't want to move to the apartment. You don't want to get a bigger house and a forever house a few years down the line. Unless you are That's wanting to it. throw away the entire plan, then I think the answer is literally staring you in the face in the form of a full asking price plus offer with limited contingencies. Yeah, no, you I just I, say yes. I don't take yes for an answer. Yeah, I, I don't have this like I, I still want to go to the apartment. My family still wants to. I mean, Megan is looking at me yesterday. Yes, yes. Tell us about what she said. <laughs> this Megan, is how we got off on this. Megan is looking at me last night and she goes, so what's the percentage here that we're moving? I go, excuse me. She goes, so I had this percentage that we were leaving at about like 90, 95. She's like, it, based on the lack of offers that you're telling me we have. I'm probably going to bring it down to 85%. And I said, well, 
what is making you think that? And she said, well, you wanted a bidding war, right? I said, do you even know what a bidding war is? She literally told me. She goes, you wanted, she gave me a number. She goes, but you wanted somebody else to go higher and somebody else to go higher. (laughs) She's like, and then you wanted, you know, to finally say yes. She goes, but you didn't get that. So now I'm putting my percentage down to 85% that we're moving. She goes, and with that being said, she's like, I'd like a new bed (laughs) for her bedroom. So now she's got some demands here. She's my daughter. Uh, she's amazing. Yeah, this is an eight-year-old. This yes, is an eight-year-old, which is just eight-year-old. spectacular. So I think just to put a bow on this before Christmas, you had a number in mind. Yes. You had a game plan in mind. Yep. You have achieved all of it. Yes. And just because you're mad that it didn't go bigger and better than you imagined does not change what is right in front of you. And I think you either abandon the entire plan and recalibrate your entire life plan moving forward on a house, or you accept this and take yes for an offer and move forward. I think you're right. I mean, you're not the only one to have said this to me. My mentor, my radio mentor, another mentor, sorry, God, there is one before you. I spoke to him last night and he's like, it's a no brainer. Take the money and run. (laughs) He's like, that's it. Yeah. We're done. So are you going to do that? I don't know. Yes, I think. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to come and we'll update this tomorrow. She's like, the house is off the market. <laughs> right, that's what's going to happen. And then I'm going to hire I've given my a, advice and, you know what's and coming now next. she's going to do the opposite. You know what's yeah. coming next, right? House off the market. And now I'm bringing contractors in to figure out what I can redo on the house. Oh, my gosh. For huge amounts of money. And uh, then you're not going to be get satisfied a loan. with that. <laughs> yeah, da- Christine, Does this, you need to uh, just don't make me focus sound the too mind crazy here. here. Like, I, this, this, does it sound like ask why? Yes. Why it's good at this? Why? Can you yes, put- he's nodding. But Christine, that ship has sailed. That's the purpose of this whole segment almost every day. The ship has sailed. We're trying to help you make a good decision here because your craziness here could have significant impact on your family trajectory as opposed to some of your like low level day to day craziness. All right, I'll keep you updated. Yeah. All right. We will check back in on the Thursday edition tomorrow of The Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place. In the meantime, have a great evening. We will talk to you then. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show on this Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast free every day, including on the weekends. Bonus Benson. I'll be off tomorrow back here next week. I'll be up in New York doing the show plus a lot of TV duties. We will bring you all of those details next week. In the meantime, it's time for a cookie house update. We've been following this very closely, the trials and travails of producer Christine debating whether or not to go through with this plan to put her house on the market. Then she did. Then there was an open house. It went well, but they didn't get offers, and they did get offers, but then she was having second thoughts about the entire thing and was thinking about taking it off the market, but then she wasn't so sure. We gave some advice yesterday here on the show, and I will say when the show was over, I was driving home. I called my parents, and they'd been listening, and my dad said that his big takeaway from these conversations was that Bobby is a very patient person. And Bobby being Christine's husband, I cannot argue with that. He's like, it's sort of all over the place with her thoughts. And he also is a big fan of Megan, the eight-year-old daughter, who even Christine admits is more mature than she, the mother, is. And I mean, there's basically no disputing that. So here's where we stand now. I got a heads up from Christine earlier that there is an update on this front. I don't know what it is. 
often we talk about these things in the planning meeting today. We had a slightly different schedule, so our planning meeting was quick. So I have no idea what she's going to say. I mean, there's a chance that the House is off the market. There's a chance they've accepted the offer that I thought was a pretty darn good offer that we talked about yesterday. Maybe new offers have come in. Maybe they're going to do another open house. Maybe they'll do a drop dead date. Bring us your offers by this date, your best final offer, and we're going to pick from among them. There are various possibilities here. And I'm sort of on the edge of my seat to find out what she has done. And the only guess that I have is that she did not take my advice because she never does and then later regrets it. All right, let's see. Christine, what do you have for us? Oh, hi there. Uh, first, so I want to go around the around the horn. I want to hear from Dan, you, and Wyatt. What do you think I did? All right, Dan, what do you think? I think she pulled it off the market based on her body language and what she's saying and how she's looking at me right now. I think so. Wyatt? See, I can't see Christine right now, but I just knowing her for as long as I have, I'm going to say that she may have followed Guy's advice and she has accepted an offer. Wow. Okay. So totally opposite predictions here. I generally expect Christine to listen to my advice, say, wow, that's really good, smart, sound advice, and then do exactly the opposite. But my advice yesterday was two-pronged. My advice was either this is not actually a plan that you think makes sense for your family anymore, which was part of my initial contention, in which case pull it off the market and don't look back. But if you are still committed to the plan, then this is a really good offer and you should take it. Above asking, they went even up further to the number that Christine and Bobby wanted, waiving contingencies, strong financing, so I did not actually give an either or. I said, you've got to choose a fork in the road here, choose a path. And so I hedged my bets a little bit. My guess is going to be, and I'm second guessing myself already. I'm just going to say it. I think that they've accepted the offer. I'm going to agree with Wyatt. Christine, what happened? Dan, drum roll, please. How long is this going to go? All right. We have accepted the offer. Wow. <laughs> hey. I know. I know. Can you believe it? Is that you it? clapping for yourself? Oh, no, Dan. That that was. Oh, that was Dan. Okay, good. See, That's Dan is I... nice to me as opposed to you and Wyatt. Well, he has to see you every day in New York. All right, Wyatt and I are down here in D.C. There's like a nice three-hour train ride separating us from you. Yes, we have accepted the offer. So uh, next thing we need to do is go into attorney review. And apparently the couple that is buying our home, it was her birthday today. And she, she had said through our realtors that this was her one wish. Was This was her. She wanted this to be her home. So I feel like everything is happening for a reason. We're still a while away. You know how this can go. Yes, Things can Although fall with, with the contingencies being waived, like you know that it's not going to be a financing issue, and then they had the home inspection contingency 
gone, right? They waived that one. What was the other contingency that they waived? Oh, the appraisal. Yeah, I mean, those are often sort of the, the thorny, tricky, potential snags. And if those are waived, I'm not going to say it's done and over, but you are sitting pretty golden right now if you've got a signed, accepted deal and two of the biggest potential pitfalls just totally paved over. I think sounds like this is happening. That's a pretty big deal. What is the timeline now, Christine, on – I know we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves – but on a closing date, yes. on the move, do you now have an apartment or is Cookie potentially homeless at the moment? I did call the apartment complex and they have plenty of apartments. I'm going with Bobby on Saturday morning to kind of pick out which one we possibly can get. Um, are there a few different floor plans yes, that yeah, are available? There, there are a couple different floor plans that I need to see. And they, the people that are moving in, they would like a closing at the end of January. So we would have to. Is that reasonable? Is that doable for you guys? I don't know. Uh, We'll make it. We'll make it work. You just sort of plow through the holidays. And then are you going to get movers? I cannot recommend that strongly enough, getting movers. So the thing is, we really didn't remember. We don't want to bring anything. We That's wanted true, so like a clean slate of just like brand new furniture. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like the apartment has a totally different aesthetic than my home. So um, my real estate agent is going to speak to the other agent to see well, if they want First wanna... of all, she's going to no longer potentially kill you because it sounded like if you were going to pull the house off the market, she was going to be a very unhappy kid. We, we were not communicating very well yesterday, her and I. Uh, she was seemingly getting frustrated with me. I was getting frustrated with her. Bobby had to step in and kind of end our communication and he took over. And once he kind of took over, everything seemed to see, work here's out. here's my take on this. This has been such a success, right? And... The decision was made to accept the offer. I have to say, and I mentioned yesterday, I'm sort of an unofficial, unlicensed, uncompensated therapist. Many people are saying, many people, Christine, are saying that I'm responsible for this decision and for all of this success happening. So I'm not saying that I need, you know, the full real estate agent cut of whatever the final deal is. But I think, you know, maybe half a percentage you know, or maybe 1%. I think that that would be reasonable given the fact that I was able to bring healing between you and your real estate agent and bringing this woman her birthday wish. I mean, you're welcome. I feel like that is something where I am entitled. In fact, I have earned a cut of this. And I think many people, and I'm now, you know, looking at social media, many people are saying very powerfully, very strongly that I deserve something. Many are saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking is I definitely probably will offer an invite to you for the new place. I know you, we've never invited you to the old place. So, you know, we'll, we'll work towards that. That's my reward? Yes. Oh, and I'll cook for you. And hopefully the cream cheese shortage won't be happening. And I'll make you a can cheesecake. Can you cook? I don't even, I, we've never even talked about this. Can you cook? I know Bobby can cook. Can I cook? Whew. Okay, then there. The that's your answer. Say no more. We have our answer. If I come over, we're going out to dinner. We can bestow that role upon a professional. 
Or Bobby can cook. That also would be fine. Although, I don't know, are you going to be able to do all the grilling and the hibachi and all the stuff? Well, yes, because living? there is plenty of grills outside. They have all, remember, this is like a luxury apartment. They have all these different areas outside where they, these huge Weber grills that you can go to. I can't wait to show you the pictures of that place. It's amazing. So, two more questions. Number one, has Megan updated her percentage like the Nate Silver needle on the likelihood of you moving. Is she back up above 95% after this development? She thinks it's going to happen. She she does. She didn't give me a percentage last night, but she uh, is now looking because she gets okay. her own bathroom now. So she is uh, trying to figure out what color hand towels she wants, pink wow, or purple. That is a very specific piece of planning that she's already engaged in here. And then, most importantly, are you and Bobby, after pulling the trigger and everyone holding their breath and you finally taking my advice for once, are you feeling good about this or is your mind reeling with doubt and second guessing? No, I actually feel much calmer. I mean, yesterday, Dan, you were here. I was a basket case. She seems so calm right now. That's why I thought she pulled the offer out or pulled out because I I think that she's acting very calm about this. And I was very surprised. Mm. It's a very Zen cookie, which is not, I don't even know what to do with that. Zen and cookie aren't a thing. She could be at a spa with that harp music playing and all the lights down and candles. And she would be worrying about the candles lighting her robe on fire. Right, and she'd be on edge. That's how Cookie tends to be. So Zen Cookie, after a huge decision like this, that is a rarity, but perhaps it suggests that the right decision has been made because peace has come upon producer Christine. I think that I'm just happy we have something final for now, and I want to enjoy the holidays, and I didn't want this lingering. I just want to and, – and celebrate now. You know, with, we're going to go see our family, hopefully. Although, know. are you going to be – are you going to cry? I mean, it's your last Christmas in the house. It's your last I, everything in the house. All the memories. All the memories are just being, I don't know, handed off to some strangers. Are you going to yeah, be very, I, very emotional? No, I mean, listen, I, I don't really cry much. It's just not – I, I freak out. I, you know, right. Get tears hysterical. of panic, not tears of sadness. Yeah, I just, I don't really, yeah, no, I'm not like that. I don't really cry. Plus, um, you could always take your, you know, your motorcycle and zoom down eyesore lane from time to time. You know, we have a motorcycle, right? Wait, do you actually? Yes, Bobby has a Harley. I did not know that. Another layer of the cookie onion has been now removed or partially revealed. We'll have to explore that more another time. Christine on a motorcycle. Good Lord. Careful motorists everywhere. Well, the important thing, though, today, Christine, is, in all seriousness, congratulations. This is a huge deal. As I said, many people are saying that I'm responsible for it, and we can negotiate off air how much I get in terms of a percentage here of of making all of this happen. But you actually took my advice for once, so I hope this actually pans out to reinforce that. But this is very exciting for you. I know it was a stressful decision, and I think, really, that you've made a good call here. Well, thank you very much. Let's just hope this all keeps going in the right direction.
Well, congratulations. Happy birthday to the new would-be owner. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Tomorrow is Friday. Back here on The Guy Benson Show. Harry Hurley will be sitting in for me. I'll be back here in the chair Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday next week, including a couple days from New York. I'll give you those details, as I mentioned, on the TV side in due course. In the meantime, have a great night. We will talk to you very soon. It's The Guy Benson Show. was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.